Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up with Disney Channel shows, DCOMs, and music, the Time Machine is ready for you to take a trip back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine Podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. Don't let Becca's cheery intro be <laughs> fooled because we had a little technical snap that we had to start over. We were literally 30 seconds into it and my microphone became undone. It was like we just ruined an hour and a half worth of recording of Becca's reaction. And this is there's how you so want to There's so much to say. There's so much to do. I know. There's so much to say. We... <laughs> As you know, we took a break off for Thanksgiving, so we gave thanks to all the macaroni and cheese and turkey you could eat. And of um, course, when the time machine goes to bed, that's when the Disney stars are awake. Literally. We were texting <laughs> each other back and forth be like, of course, the week we're off, we get so much news. Um, so, so much stuff. I know, you know, we like to like talk about like, you know, things that don't have to do with the podcast or whatever, but I think just because we have a lot to get through, let's just kind of go into what we want to talk about. I know... We really wanted to touch upon um, Disenchanted. Yes. The sequel uh, well, to Enchanted. Before we get into the Disenchanted notes, I just want to say real quick, yes, we have seen the Defunct Land video. Yes, we um, have. You guys can stop asking us. I'm a huge Defunct Land fan, so I watched that video like the minute it dropped. Yeah, and Becca was. It was funny to kind of uh, try to guess what Defunct Land was going to be about. I know. We knew it was going to be about Disney Channel, but we didn't well, know Well, then what. I thought it was going to be about the music. Just yeah. like the way Disney Channel back in the day conquered the airwaves. Like, it was, like, number one albums. And it's like, why are these kids shows... Like, I thought it was going to be about that and, like, Hollywood Records and that. But then he was tweeting, like, I did an hour and a half, two-hour video about Disney Channel. And I just touched upon the music and songs and shows for, like, ten minutes. I was like, wait, what is this about? I liked it. I loved it. Um, it's truly a documentary, like it, because it is. It's the length of a film, but yeah. it's so interesting and just like the way that it goes so deep behind the scenes into these things that were so memorable, but yet are like so short and these like fleeting moments. Yeah, like if you really liked like the bumpers and the in betweens of Disney Channel, you absolutely have to watch it. I mean, I definitely recommend it anyway. Um, but just wanted to give some brief thoughts on that because a lot of people have been asking us if we have watched it yes we're on the polls um, and another thing real quick that people have been asking if i watched is the trailer that disney plus just <laughs> dropped for the new animated night the museum movie i am pissed as hell about it um the animation looks bad it looks cheap for disney um it looks like that do you remember that discovery kids cartoon tuttenstein yes it looks just like tuttenstein um, none of the original voice cast is back. They recast Teddy Roosevelt, aka Robin Williams. Which okay. Peeved. Did they just want to? Did would you rather them just retire retire the character? Yep. Oh, okay. Because when after the third movie came out, it was revealed that there were plans for a Jedediah Octavius spinoff movie, and they canceled them because Robin died. Ah, okay. And then Disney bought Fox. And, like, if you're going to have all new voice actors anyway, I don't know why they didn't just do, like, same concept, different characters, because it's not going to be the same vibe. And also, the whole existence of it is trying to act like the third movie didn't happen while simultaneously including characters from the third movie. My only solace is that Disney clearly doesn't give a shit about it because it comes out in eight days and they just put out the trailer. <laughs> Will you be <laughs> like, watching? Like, first look. No! <gasps> Well, it has a Disney star connection, Joshua Bassett. I know. So maybe he'll write the music for it. Well, the main speaking event of, before we get to our four speaking one of, one, speaking, speaking of, of music Plus, <laughs> and Disney Plus. Speaking of Disney Plus, um, we watched Disenchanted. And if there ever was a title that kind of captured a movie, it's Disenchanted because... What a freaking bummer, man. What? <laughs> <laughs> what a freaking, freaking bummer, bummer man. man. Whoa. <laughs> um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was just like, yeah. It was clear that this could have been something really good if they did it right. Their first, I, I think this movie's biggest sin 
is putting James Marsden in the movie for maybe five minutes. Yeah. James Marsden was probably the best part about the first movie, other than, obviously, Amy Adams. And, like, they get Adina, and, of course, they have to give Adina a song. Because now she's a Disney legend. The stepdaughter gets a song. Uh-huh. Uh, none of the songs are good. Are memorable. Except, except for the duet. <laughs> That has been compared to a song from The Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers. Um, I like, I think the concept for the movie is good. The concept was great. That Giselle, played by Amy Adams, wishes her life was more like a fairy tale. And since her life's a fairy tale, she's the stepmother, she turns evil. I think that was great. That was so cool. I think that's a great plot. And I think Amy Adams did do a great job with that. I don't, I don't know. know. Just something was off. I texted Becca that I think this would have been better as a miniseries. Yeah. And then like half the half the series is, I don't know. It just felt very, it didn't feel theatrical. Well, here's another thing. So canonically, according to the plot, Giselle and Guy, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Patrick Dempsey. They have been married for 10 years so Giselle has been in the human world for 10 years and she still bursts into song and still has no clue how to act in public and yeah. is like befuddled by human emotion and yeah, the way that things work wasn't after like a the, decade. Yeah, there are some things I'm like, at least in the, like if you want to burst into song in your own house, sure, that's something that maybe will always be a part of her, you know? Yeah, that's like she's fine. Not, like, I don't know. That's believable. But, like, I don't believe that she fully is just going to show up with a bake sale on the on a lawn. Yeah. I'm like, it was, I don't yeah, know. I, something was off. So, yeah. I think it was, it was just, just really it was very disappointing. It was very disappointing because I was really excited about it. Again, great plot, great idea. I don't think they really spent enough time Giselle being evil. It was also weird how Morgan became almost a main character than Amy Adams was towards the end. I know. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. It was just me. And that's all I can say about it. It was really It needed to just like pick the one storyline with Giselle and just focus on that instead of having like these three or four different like Patrick Dempsey kind of gets his own storyline that adds up to basically nothing. Also, can't Giselle just, like, if she's feeling bad, just, like, you know what? I'm going to go back to Cartoon Land just for the weekend. Right. They li- The well, like, the portal to Andalasia is yeah, literally apparently- in their backyard. Yeah. So, if I, I'm, so- like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to go. Just experience, like, you know, singing in trees and, like, they'll cradle me and stuff. Ah. I don't know. It was meh. It was meh. It was, it was meh. Um, well, let's go to some Disney Horror on One and let's see if these stories are meh. I think they're exciting. They're pretty exciting. All right, let's get into it. All right, we'll start off with um, a little behind-the-scenes stories. Um, Joe Jonas revealed that he auditioned to play the titular Marvel superhero in 2012's The Amazing Spider-Man before Andrew Garfield was ultimately cast in the role. He goes to say, I remember years ago I was up for Spider-Man, and I was so, so excited, and it was the year Andrew Garfield got it. Obviously, he was the right one, Jonas said. I remember that was a big thing at the time, going back for callbacks, and the director used to be a music director, music video director. So I was like, I got him in here. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man director, Mark Webb, previously held music videos for artists like Miley Cyrus, Fergie, and bands No Doubt, Maroon 5, and Green Day. Uh, Mark Webb made his feature directorial debut with 500 Days of Summer. Okay. Joe, you think? Could you imagine Joe Jonas as Spider Man? Why is this news? It was all. Why over did the this make the? Why did? I'm not asking you why it's news. I'm asking oh. the world why this is news. Every, this is like, not the jaw dropping revelation that he thinks it is. No, like Andrew Garfield <laughs> could do Camp Rock. Joe Jonas Joe could Jonas not do Spider Man. Spider Man. But Andrew Garfield could do Camp Rock easily. Have you seen Andrew Tick, Garfield Tick, Boom? can do probably anything at this point. And it's like, how far in the audition process did you actually get Joe Jonas? Right. Did you just submit a uh, self tape? <laughs> you know, and he's like, I auditioned. I did you flip I through the script? Yeah, have you ever, speaking of, audi- speak, there was also this story that 
you know that um, I didn't put it in the the docket, but it kind of remind this kind of is kind of um, a little bit about what we just talked about with Joe Jonas thing. Ashley Tisdale was on a podcast and she revealed she produced that show Young and Hungry yeah. with Emily Osment, and she revealed that she was originally going to be set to star and produce, um, but then she wanted to take a back seat, and that's how Emily Osment got involved. I always love to hear like, oh, I almost did this part. That I believe because Ashley Tisdale produced the show and was probably like, yeah. well, I'm going to, I don't believe, it's hard to believe that Joe Jonas was, is between him and Andrew Garfield. Is that what he said? That's what it makes it seem like. I don't think it was between him and Andrew Garfield only. I'm just saying it makes it seem like he was like one of the final 10, which I doubt. <laughs> yeah. I think he sent a self tape and I don't think he's telling a, a lie. I'm just thinking the way it was written and the way <laughs> I'm just here to say Joe Jonas should not be Spider-Man and he never will be, but that's okay. Cause he has an amazing career. Okay. Speaking of amazing careers and amazing duos. Um, now our next story involves a little duo for the Disney channel darlings. This is great news. A uh, Miley Cyrus's new year's Eve party is returning to NBC. And this time Miley Cyrus will be joined by country icon Dolly Parton. Upgrade. In Upgrade. Literally. <laughs> Dolly Parton replaces Pete Davidson who co-hosted the special last year. The event is executive produced by Lauren Michaels and will feature a star-studded lineup of performances and special guests, which have yet to be announced. Parton is also Cyrus's godmother and one of her biggest musical influences. Cyrus has performed Dolly's song, Jolene, on a number of occasions, and they've even performed the song together several times in the past. Y'all don't forget to watch, um, well, I guess it, it will have come out yesterday when this episode is out, but it should be on Peacock. Y'all don't forget to watch Dolly's Magical Mountain Christmas. Yeah, which also Because Hunter includes... doesn't want to talk about it on the pod. I'm just saying... <laughs> <laughs> just I, i'm gonna watch so no notes 10 out of 10 12 out of 10 i can't wait because i won't have to work new year's eve because i don't work food service anymore so i can watch it yeah it, i watched miley's it's gonna be very different the promos are already different yeah there will because, be noah right <laughs> well she chose team billy ray mm-hmm. in this feud does this um, mean dolly chose team tish i would I'm choosing Tish. Billy Ray's acting like a fool. <laughs> face tuned in his whole face with his new engaged fiance, Fire Rose. <laughs> and he won't stop. They're won't. everywhere. To quote his daughter, we can't stop. <laughs> um, no, but like the posters for the event are already different. Like the yeah. vibes are definitely going to be different because when yeah. Miley and Pete were doing it, there were like jokes about like, we don't party. And like Winnie the Pooh getting yoke. Like, I hope what? it's like um I hope it gives off the vibe of like when you sleep over at your aunt's house and she lets you have a little bit of wine, even though you're twelve. Have you seen the clip of <laughs> Dolly's cri- like. of Dolly's Christmas special with Miley? Not yet. Uh oh, you need to watch it because she like goes on to say, like, thank you so much for letting me be on Hannah Montana because you um introduced me to so many people. And they like and Miley makes a joke about Dolly's plastic surgery. Like how her list of plastic surgeons are, look like yellow pages right now. And Dolly's like, well, ain't you funny? <laughs> I'll send you the clip. It's funny. Um, but I, I think it's a great choice. Yeah. Dolly, I'm I think really it helps excited. that Dolly has a great relationship with NBC. And so does Miley. Dolly has a great relationship with everyone. Yeah. But the past, <laughs> she's had like specials and yeah. TV movies with NBC. So I'm assuming whoever will be Miley's co-host in the future, we'll have to have a relationship with NBC. Just Selena Gomez. Like, well, she's with Hulu. Demi Lovato. Have, that's maybe that's what I meant. I Peacock. thought Selena had something going on on Peacock. No, I mean what I'm saying is we we could we could get a Jonas Brothers reunion because they do a lot of stuff with NBC. Or um, my God, can you imagine? We could get Kelly Clarkson and Miley Cyrus. <gasps> we could. We. Ain't. <laughs> um, the, the, but right now I'm good with Dolly Parton and Miley Cyrus Do you think they'll see Jolene together? I mean they have to Oh right? my god I hope so They didn't Did they have a song together in Hannah Montana? I don't think so No Anyway Speaking of iconic people getting together This iconic singer and her iconic role are getting back together Because our next story 
involves a little Descendants news. The plot of Descendants 4 has been revealed, and the major, major um, thing about this story is Brandy is stepping back into one of her most iconic roles after 25 years. More than two decades after starring in Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella for ABC's Wonderful World of Disney, Brandy is dusting off her crown to play Cinderella once again in The Pocket Watch, a new movie in the Descendants franchise coming to soon to Disney+. Plus. I am shocked at this news. Okay, yeah, The Pocket Watch will return viewers to Oridon and the Eye of the Lost before taking them through the rabbit hole to the hostile unincorporated territory of Wonderland, a magical, mysterious place made famous in Alice in Wonderland. The story centers around polar opposites Chloe, the daughter of Cinderella, and Red, the daughter of Queen of Hearts. The unlikely duo meets at a momentous celebration in Oridon when unexpected chaos breaks out in order to prevent an impending coup. <laughs> they must <laughs> join forces to travel back in time via magical pocket watch created by the Mad Hatter's son to stop an event that would lead to great consequences. Kenny Ortega is not directing. This is this confirms. Mm. Jennifer Wang Fang is directing the pocket watch. I'm still intrigued though because like I don't I'm not really super familiar with any of the other names that were announced, but I've seen other people on the internet being excited about them. Rita Ora. Do you know who Rita Ora is? Yeah. She is Black playing. Widow Baby <laughs> Exactly. Um, I don't I can't tell who she's playing. Oh, she's playing the Queen of Hearts. You know the the descendants lore is the villains always are big celebrities. Like adult right. celebrities. Well, it's they were big. in the first. In the first one. Yeah. Well, I guess um, they got they did get Cheyenne Jackson to play Hades, but I also feel like you don't have to try very hard to get Cheyenne Jackson to do anything. Yeah. This is a big get for Brandy. This to is be. Cra- it's crazy. crazy. Do you think she'll sing? She'll have to. She has to. She can't sing "Impossible" because that's a different. Yeah. Well, they they got Kristen Chenoweth on the first movie and they gave her a song. Oh, they gave her they like have four. To. They have to. It's stupid if they don't. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm sad. Impossible. Um, well, I'm glad you're excited. So I guess those stories weren't meh. No, those are all pretty. Well, Joe Jonas, what are you doing? But everybody yeah. else. I'm excited. We got some new things on the horizon. Yeah. Um, and speaking of the horizon, we've been looking forward to this episode for a while. Quite so it's a while. time for some Raven's Home Rehash. <laughs> Let me tell you some. Okay. <laughs> Tanya okay. Hive, rise. Okay. Tanya Hive, is everyone seated? Because the moment has come. This episode is Tanya makes her grand return. Assuming this is the first time in 15 years she has stepped on American soil. <laughs> right. Because that's what because it is. Because she keeps talking in a British accent the entire episode. <laughs> so the whole episode is Victor's 60th birthday. And Tanya surprises the gang, the gang, yeah. Home, and meanwhile, B plot that I have no interest in talking about, so I will not talk about them. <laughs> I, if you want to watch the matter. episode and wonder what the kids are doing, have at it. But this is Tanya. We've been waiting 15 long years to talk about Tanya, and that's all we're doing with this rehash. Well, well, the B plot is just that Booker gets Victor a gift that he thinks is not as good as everybody else's gift, so he has a vision. Exactly. They, they find a tree that Tanya and Victor carve their initials on. And the only reason I want to mention it is because they show a photo of Victor and Tanya in front of the tree. And they're big in their toast and jelly era in that picture. <laughs> but they, like, carve out the stump and then they drop the stump into a boat that Raven, Tanya, and Victor are in, which sinks the boat. And they have yeah. to get the Coast Guard called. Otherwise, I don't care about it um, at all. <laughs> so we got some answers. We did. So Tanya Answers still is, and new questions. Yes. So Tanya is um, <laughs> in London, I guess a lawyer. Yeah. The way they played it off was she's been gone for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Because Victor is all awkward around her. Victor does not know how to act. So do it you think... It was giving estranged. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because... They play it off like she literally, the last time you saw her in That's a Raven was the last time she stepped, she was in the U.S. We got, we found out why Tanya wasn't there for Victor at the hospital. 
because he didn't tell her. He didn't tell her. It was like, okay, thank you. That was for us. They were listening. Which I guess that makes sense. But then I'm surprised that like, I guess she doesn't talk with Raven much because I feel like Raven would have called her. Yeah, I've been like, hey, just let you know, I'm moving in with, unless Victor was like, yeah, just talk to your mom. She's really busy. You mean, come on, come on. Well, I do. I mean, I know that Victor like would never want to bother Tanya. So it wouldn't surprise me if he maybe said that he had already told her or just like that. He but even like, busy. what if like Raven's like, hey, mom, just let you know. Hey, mom, I'm staying at my old room. Do you remember where this is? Dad won't tell me. <laughs> right. And then Tony's like, what should you do in my house? Like, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So, um, so then the whole, yeah. They're super awkward around each other. Like, Victor just can't get it together. And, like, Raven pulls Victor aside and is like, just, like, ask her to lunch. So Victor asks Tanya to lunch at the chill grill. But then Raven has a vision of Victor saying, Tanya, I can't live like this anymore. So she thinks they're going to get a divorce. Which is very reminiscent of the classic That's a Raven episode where Raven has a vision of Victor saying, you know what, Tanya? This isn't working. I think we should split up. I know. And then the vision was they were just trying to look for something. Yeah. Remember that one? Stay together. Uh. Raven crashes the lunch and is like trying to... Laszlo, too much Laszlo in this episode for me. We'll get get to Laszlo in a second. I'm a little nervous about that. But he drops off some, like, salmon for them. And then Raven is, like, ad-libbing. And she says something about the fish of romance. And I saw, I'm not sure if it was Tanya laughing or if it was Takia laughing. But she was laugh, laugh, laughing at that joke. Probably Takia. She, like, put her hand on Raven and, like, turned away and laughed. It was probably Takia. It was probably Takia. She was like, oh, Raven, I forgot how funny you are. I forgot how funny you were. Um... So, yeah, the whole episode is Raven trying to, you know, get them back together. But then it turns out the vision that Raven had was Victor doesn't want, like, I think it was a stupid, I think it would have been a great opportunity to have Victor and, like, it was revealed that they kind of, like, have been separated. And this is like, I don't know. I feel like Raven's home, especially when now Raven as the producer kind of is going to like a little adventurous. Yeah. Because you had that episode about the, um, um, the police officer and like, you know, just kind of like all that stuff. Um, yeah. And but, we have but, like five queer characters this season. Yeah. But what's that rule that, um, friend to the show, um, Stu Krieger said, he said, Disney said they'd rather have the parents <laughs> dead than divorced. Well, but we had Carrie. Well, of course. Carrie Martin was a trailblazer. If Stu <laughs> Carrie Martin is a trailblazer. <laughs> She's a but, trailblazer. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, they clearly weren't divorced. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I think it was just a, talk. I think it was weird. Like, it is weird. But Victor saying, Tanya, I can't live like this anymore. It just means that he wants them to be in the same place again. So Victor tells Tanya that he wants to move to London to be with her. Which is like. A great way so, for Takia never to appear on the show again. And for Rondell to get an easy out. Yeah. Um, so, and then at the end of the episode, so the boat that um, Raven, Rondell, I, I never will call him Victor, Raven, Rondell, and Takia are on, sinks because of that tree stump that falls in, and it turns out it was Laszlo's boat. So Laszlo finesses. I think it was his houseboat, too. So Laszlo, like, yes, finesses. That's exactly what that's exactly um, what it was. It's his houseboat moving into the house because he passes by Raven at the very end of the episode and says, Hey, Rumi. So what I'm hearing for season six, you said Rondell was confirmed for season six. I read an article and it said Rondell is confirmed for season six. So my guess is that he will be in one episode at the very beginning moving out or he'll like make a guest appearance over Skype or something. But I don't think he's going to come back to be a series regular. And I think they might move Laszlo who, if you don't remember, is the chef at the Chill Grill who Raven has gotten into some shenanigans with. Um, I guess the Chelsea replacement, which is a big fat bummer. Yeah, I so guess now we're... he's going to be a season six regular. So now we're having so... a reboot of the reboot of the reboot. So something tells me that we're just going to be better off covering High School Musical the musical the series yeah. next oh, year. Yeah. 
we we posted on our Instagram, and you guys made your voice be heard. So yeah, unless it I looks like Raven's home will have a notable instance, I think we should keep our eyes yeah. peeled. But we don't so need to. For the sad. time, we have one more episode left, and this we episode have may be a good. A country cousins Christmas. So we have a couple of country cousins from that classic episode coming on Raven's home, and I think after that we will be semi-retiring Raven's home rehash unless there's an episode we must cover. Yeah. Like you better believe if, if Orlando Brown even utters a word <laughs> on if the Ravens. Speak of Eddie Thomas again. We will be doing. We'll be doing know. a live a live video. <laughs> um, but we've decided that another nostalgia filled show. High School Musical, the musical, the series. We're going to have a Wildcat wrap-up. And we're going to be on uh, Big Three Watch. Big Three Watch, um, which will be fun because... This is like, um, this is the the new life of the Tanya T's. (laughs) Yes, we got the Tanya T's, and now we're going to have the Big Three Watch. So, then let's see. And you know, you know, Monique, Lucas... And Corbin will all well we did the big three so hard. I know. Be like, I wonder if Zach's gonna get here anyway. But we if don't know when that's coming do, out. If they do a Fuller House Michelle Tanner moment, I would they look be... at the camera. Oh my god! I'll be so well, angry. you know the show. They look at the camera. It's like modern. Well, yeah, family. it's like a like a docu series, right? Like a yeah, where like yeah. it's modern. Like if you ever see Modern Family, it's like cameras are there, but not really. But yes, we don't know when High School Musical the Musical the series season four will out i'm assuming yeah. closer to like fall but we will see how raven's home rehash ends and maybe it'll be a strong up i know this isn't the full end of raven's home rehash but since it is the penultimate one for now it's amazing how we started this biting our nails that we were going to find out that tanya was dead in the first episode and we just finished covering her reappearance yeah it was nice to have tanya back it was and i'm glad i'm glad the storyline was Tanya, Victor, Rondell, <laughs> two Victors. Tanya, Victor, and Raven exclusively. Right. Exclusively. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, we're not done with the Baxters quite yet today. Yes, but that was the end of the four on one. Right. So, you guys, it is December once again. I cannot believe, believe. it. It feels like we just did this. I know that's is it's not crazy that that's how time works. <laughs> it's always like the end of the year, where it feels like because January always feels like the longest month in history. But then you oh, get yeah. to December and you're like, "Well, we ju- I the, just did everything." Well, like the the whole year wishes it could be October, November, December. That's true. Like bam, bam, bam. That's why it feels so rushed because you all like you you have Halloween, Thanksgiving, um, Christmas. Like, you have, yeah. like, the big thing, so, like, it goes fast. Yeah. Anyway. And it's always the part of the year that you're, like, most excited about. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, we are really excited to bring back the month of Mary this year um, to talk about some more holiday moments that were cocoa crispy sprinkled across Disney cocoa Channel. Crispy. I don't know. Um, over the years, starting today with a Christmas-themed That's So Raven episode. Yes, From we are season talking season one. Season one, so you know it's a classic. Um, yes, we're talking about that's a Raven Christmas episode, Escape Clause. It aired December fifth, two thousand and three. Um, and this is just for a fun fact to share with Becca. And if you've been following this podcast enough, you know one of our favorite episodes is the one with lasagna. Mm-hmm. Like our favorite. This aired. Right after the lasagna episode. So. Um, but yeah, this um, episode, there are a few Disney Channel episodes that live in my bones where I can tell you the cadence of how people talk, um, the sounds of the background, the transitions, when the laughs come in. This is one of them. And that is because I think I may have talked this, about this before. But I have this DVD called the Disney Channel Holiday DVD. And basically, it was a bunch of Disney Channel episodes, Christmas episodes. And this was one of them. And I used to watch this DVD all the time, especially during the holidays. And boy almighty, as soon as I started watching this episode, like, the hairs on my neck stood up. Like, my spidey senses were tingling. (laughs) Raven was ravening. 
Raven is ravening. If you've ever seen the gif where Raven, Chelsea, and Eddie all strike a pose and they have oh, yeah. sunglasses, that's what this episode this is, is from. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this episode's all about Raven has a vision about a present and she um, opens it and breaks it while she's at school. And then, so she's all, she has to go to the mall to try to um, get, re- replace the present. And then she has, um, and they get caught by Santa and they have another vision and so chaos ensues and it's kind of you know a lot of visions in this episode and there's not a b-plot really at all i mean the b-plot is Corey, mom and dad about but it, it all to... feeds into the a-plot though yes um like, so uh, yeah this, this is how you do it this is how you do it this is how a good disney channel yeah there's only like an a and b plot and they all kind of meet up in the middle yeah they all kind of intertwine. Um, so a lot of singing in this episode. A lot of singing in this episode. I and also think op- that the um, the Tim Allen vehicle, Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, which came out years after this episode, has some explaining to do right. on where it got its title from. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we open up the, the episode with, I love sitcom holiday episodes because the set dressing is out of control. Insane. I was like, okay, Baxter's. Like, literally, they have so much time on their hands. I feel like, generally, when you have a home, like, with a yard, that you focus most of your decorating on the outdoors, and then the inside, you just have, like, a Christmas tree and maybe a few small things. Yeah. Depending on the family. But, like, this, they have, like, the stairs are wrapped. There's wreaths everywhere. (laughs) I'm sure there's, like, a wreath on, like, the toilet bowl or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we open it up with Corey playing us a fool thinking this is his voice singing but raven is singing deck the halls with bouts of holly um because they're getting ready to carol with yeah. the and i will this is like how, like tanya walks down the stairs and i quote verbatim that she says somebody's gonna be happy this year raven she has a bucket hat i love her she bucket has a bucket hat, hat. the 2000s great. had a lot of leather leather jackets leather bucket hat yeah um and then Raven has a vision about what she's getting for Christmas, which is a great plot device. Yeah. You never like, as a, like, of course she's going to have a vision about what she gets. Oh, how, oh, that would suck. I know. Like every surprise, you're probably like, well, she probably freaking had a vision. I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> Everybody's just she, angry at you when you open your presents. You're like, did you know? Did you know, Raven? I'm sure you had a vision, right? That's why you don't like it. <laughs> It was like, um, I think I've talked about this on the pod before, but I'll bring it back because it's one of my favorite Christmas stories. It was like that Christmas when my dad put all my mom's gifts in bags instead of wrapping them. <laughs> so she looked at what they all were and he handed her one of the bags and she just went, it's a travel mug. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since then, he has never, ever, ever put a present for her in a bag. <laughs> She's so exhausted. exhausted. It's a travel mug. She just like, <laughs> like burst it out like she was so guilty. It's a travel mug. <laughs> I know. I've had. I'm sure. Have you had? Have Have you been guilty of looking through your presents? If oh, of course. If well, my my mom always kept my Christmas presents in the closet, so I knew where to look, and I always. My would. little sister. I think I've said this story before, but my little sister. My mom used to keep our Christmas presents behind their, her closet door and my little sister used to go behind the closet door and just look through them and but kind of like raven does and wear yeah. them out and yeah one time she was getting ready for school and it was her birthday and she walked downstairs and she had a brand new backpack mom's like oh where'd you get that <laughs> my, and my sister goes oh behind your closet door i thought it was mine she's like it is but it was for your birthday <laughs> Um, but yeah, Raven has a vision about this necklace, and then she pretends to be sick so I she love can how, stay. And I love open how up her vision was in slow mo, where she's like slow motion opening the box. Well, and it's also the there's a lot of clips used in this episode used in the theme song, where she her vision her first vision face is used in the um, auto tune part in the That's a Raven episodes, where it kind of goes back and forth in the vision, yeah. and finally goes through her eye, where she's in um, the purple. Yeah, if you have a mush brain like me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me who was the 15th president of the United States, but I will tell you what clip of That's Her Raven is used in that theme song. (laughs) She pretends to be sick, so she doesn't have to go to caroling. Yeah. Yeah. 
literally just and so she can open this box, which why don't you do it later? Yeah, there's really no need for you to do it right now. There really right. isn't. So you're so strike one on her Christmas list. So you know how sometimes it feels like um like you're opening a present in slow motion if there's like maybe two presents left for you and you haven't gotten what you asked for yet. Yeah. And, and something like, is like kind of something's kind of shaped like the thing you asked for, but you're like unwrapping it and it seems like it might not be. It's <laughs> like, like a t- it's like two pairs of socks. That's what that reminded me of. Like when I was um one Christmas I asked my mom and dad for this lipstick set that was shaped like a big house and I had one box left and it was kind of shaped like that so I got excited and I opened it and it was a toolbox and my dad was like you're gonna need that which he's right because I still have that toolbox and I still use it but at the time you're like I don't need it I don't need it at all so Raven (laughs) opens the box it is the necklace that she saw in her vision so she takes it and she wears it to school the next day which which she's which raven is like i know it's pretty bad and chelsea goes no it's fine people open their presents all the time but people don't wear them to school <laughs> and raven goes well the outfit demanded i wear it which is a very raven move to do yeah i love how she's raven- like she's saying that and eddie's like why would I care? It's jewelry. While he's wearing he's wearing jewelry. a necklace. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Okay, like, Eddie. Like literally, you are wearing. Who picked the out same that chain thing. this morning? Your mother? I don't right. think so. I don't think so, Eddie Thomas. I don't think right, your so mother you, put that on your neck. So you care about jewelry? I thought the same thing. Um, but we get like a good introduction of Mr. Petrocelli. Yes, who apparently he's, has superpowers. Maybe. Maybe Santa Claus. Um, but he's, for a reminder, he is the teacher that kind of cracks his neck. He's in the yeah. very first episode of Raven. Um, that's Raven. Um, and so they're like, oh, we got to go to Mr. Petrocelli's class. But then we find out that tomorrow he's going to have a sub. And everyone's really happy. Yeah. Um, sub days were fun days. Oh, know? my God. Well, usually, yes. But sometimes you could get like Oh, yeah. Except when you have a sub. sub. Who, like, wants to be the teacher for the day. And you're like, okay, just yeah. put on a video, please. Or when you have, like, a strict sub that, like, reads your full legal name from the role. I had a sub who used to brush his teeth in the school sink. Ooh. In our classroom. This is elementary school. Yeah, the and best sub days so were, like, you know, the TV days. The Bill Nye the Science Guy days. Ooh, when you saw, back in the day, when you saw the TV roll in. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Yeah. Um, Strap down, VCR literally the kids are um, all excited because they also say that it's one of those subs who like doesn't take role doesn't care yeah. yeah which is the best sub they're just here for the check um but so, chelsea is this when chelsea wants to wear the yeah chelsea the wants to wear the necklace and she wears it and everything is fine and then she goes to take it off and it's stuck so naturally <laughs> chelsea raven and eddie all start yanking on it at the same time like and chelsea's like eddie you're hurting me eddie like Eddie's about to choke Chelsea to death. And then we get a good, like, Matrix-style slow-mo where the necklace pops off of Chelsea's neck and goes um, down the window. Down the window? Out the window. Out the window and down. Yeah. But, like, the slow-mo, they're like, Eddie, you're hurting, stop! (laughs) Yeah. They, like, see it, and they point it out, and then someone is mowing the lawn of the school, and they run it over with the lawnmower. Because yeah, Eddie's like, like, I see it over there and there and there. And all over there. And that's when we get the theme song. A very, very yeah, long, cold open. Yeah, it takes a while to get it takes, it takes forever in a day to get to the cold open. I know. Like, it surprised me. I was like, oh, yeah, there hasn't been the opening credits yet. So Raven has now worn her Christmas present to school, and it is destroyed. Which and she is the thinks worst. that if she tells her parents... She's going to ruin their Christmas. Doesn't ruin theirs. Ruins yours. Well, it kind of ruins theirs a little bit. Yeah. But she's more, I think she's more worried about her parents finding out. So Raven and Chelsea are calling the mall, trying to see if any store has them left in stock. And they say they can put it on hold until tomorrow at two, which doesn't work because they'll be in school by then. And Eddie's Mm -hmm. like, let a man handle this. And he gets on the phone and is like, all right. Okay. Now we only have until one. (laughs) (laughs) Which just wait like a man to mess everything up. Right. Don't we don't care about jewelry and we'll mess everything up. But then they decide, or Raven decides, that the best solution is because Mr. Petrocelli's class has a sub tomorrow, 
that they should cut class to go to the mall and pick up this necklace. Which isn't actually a great plan. Because you know how many people just, you don't think it's a good plan? They don't take role. Do you know how many kids are just like, oh, I'm not going to go because the sub's going to be there? Oh, I thought you said it's not a good plan. No, it is a good plan. The only reason I was going to say it's not a good plan is because I feel like that necklace might be pricey. No, it's, yeah. How are they going to pay for it? Exactly. Because isn't there another episode of Raven where they have, like, some kind of designer item that they're trying to get back? I don't remember. That's worth a lot of money. I feel like there is. But Raven guilts Chelsea and Eddie to go with her because they wanted to say no. Because they're like, this is your present. And they're like, well, we actually did, like, (laughs) kind of cause the mess. So (laughs) they all have to go together. She's like, Eddie, um, maybe if you hadn't tried to choke Chelsea to death. To death. <laughs> I'd still have something to wear on Christmas morning. Um, <laughs> Raven is a southern lady now. Um, meanwhile, Corey is getting his picture taken with Santa, and they want him to wear a leader rose in? Right. Corey, he's so stuffed in it that he looks like the little brother from the Christmas story when he has on all the coats. Yeah. And then he, like, yodels in line. I just don't. I don't know why they dressed for Oh, we're going so far ahead. I'm talking <laughs> know, about this is where he... It's related to the fit. Yeah, he um, basically cons Tanya and Victor to give them $5 each without yeah. them knowing. Um, that's kind of like what this story... So this is like the first Corey's first instance with money. Money, you know, manhandling the money. Which um, but then we his get, only personality trait in the later seasons. personality trait, yeah. Uh, but then we get... A great the the scene the scene of Raven Eddie and Chelsea walking into the to the mall with like their their sunglasses and take them off and yeah weirdly why is Chelsea the so they do a plan that they're all gonna take like another wing but Chelsea oh wait we completely forgot them sneaking out of school that montage of like Mission Impossible theme song yeah. While they're sneaking out and they realize... This whole thing is very spy. um, Yeah. But they go throughout the whole school, like, going through nooks and crannies and, like, ducking down. They realize no one's there. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, okay, we just walk out. Um, But then that's when they go to the mall. Is this the episode where they all peek around the corner? Yeah. Yeah. We have a more iconic Um, moment. Yeah. That's a great Christmas episode. Um, But then Chelsea... Raven and Eddie are the ones who kind of go in different places in the mall, and Chelsea's just standing there checking the time. Right. Which I thought was so weird. I guess, is Chelsea, like, supposed to be the lookout in case they see anyone they know? I guess so, which she's not a good lookout, as we, as we will find out. Exactly. So they Because decide- Raven is so stupid because she's like, oh, for a job well done, let's go get a picture with Santa. Right. Why? Why? There's no reason to do this. But then it turns out that Santa is <laughs> Mr. Petrucelli. Like, oh, that Santa gig must pay well if he has to if take he's a day off school to do that. I know, I know teachers are are way underpaid, but how underpaid are they if they need to take a second job as Santa to miss his day of work? Right. Or maybe the other Santa was sick and they were like, Petrucelli, we need you. And he was like, damn it. Damn it. I can't lose this Santa King. He comes from a because long line of Santa they take Mall. A, they take a photo with Santa, and that's when they're like, why does he look so familiar? Like, why does he sound so familiar? And he right does before the, the camera pops. goes off, he cracks his neck, and they realize it's him. So all of them in the photo with Santa are, like, gasping. <laughs> and it's very funny. I want that photo as the star on my Christmas tree. Oh, and they're like, oh, Petricelli. Yeah. And it How goes awkward. off. <laughs> and then, and then, so they, so they have to like walk, run away from Mr. Petricelli because they literally scream, whisper, Mr. Petricelli. Yeah, that gives you away real quick, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chelsea does a weird impression of a five-year-old. I don't like. Don't that know at why all. she did that. <laughs> like she, like at this, at this point, just like walk away. How much do you want to bet that was just an Annalise Vanderpool panic 100%, acting choice? Hundred percent. 100%. Um, so then Petrocelli Santa goes chasing after them. And we get a great montage of them hiding in various things in the mall. And then we get a, another singing moment where they pretend to be carolers. And they right. like trail <laughs> and they trail off as he walks past them, which is great. 
Um, but then guess what? Raven got, she accomplished the mission. She got back to her house and put the thing right back under the tree and nobody was the wiser. Yep. But then as soon as she gets home, her parents want to go to the mall. Yeah, and take pictures with Santa. And she's like, you know what? I'm all mauled out. She didn't go into... And and then Tanya Tanya has a great moment. Yeah, she's like, it's tradition. I see something I like. I tell you to tell your father to buy it for me. He buys the wrong thing. I get to pout a little. And then I return it for him and I spend more money. It's beautiful. Tanya, Tanya Queen. Tanya Queen. Tanya Queen Queen scamming her husband. Scamming her way to the top. Robbing him blind. (laughs) Um, But Raven's like, you know what? I'm just all mauled out. I'm just kind of tired. But then... We get another vision mm-hmm. of Raven seeing someone take a pic, like, see a, the picture of Raven, Chelsea, and Eddie at the mall. She's just like, crap. Now my parents are going to see that and know that I did school. Which, really? Are, what are the say, odds that they're going to look right to the left at that exact moment and be like, oh. I feel like you could say, oh, me, Chelsea, and Eddie went really quickly after school. They're wearing the exact same outfits is the only thing. Yeah, but it's, if Unless it's after Unless those photos school. are, like, stamped and dated. No, but what I'm saying is it's after school. She's still in the same clothes, right? Or was it a different day? I think it's supposed to be on the same day. No. I don't know. Anyway, I think, I think she could have bypassed this. Yeah. I Pretty much every choice that Raven makes in this episode could have just simply not been made. Yeah, and she would have. So then she gets problems, she gets Eddie and Chelsea in on her shenanigans yeah, again. Yeah, they walk up to her in the line with her family to take a picture with Santa, and act so robotically. Eddie's like, <laughs> Raven is like, oh look, my friends Eddie and Chelsea are here, and Eddie is literally like, what a Hi. coincidence! Beep boop bop. And like, Merry Christmas. y'all have already been in too many shenanigans at this point to be acting this frozen stiff when you have to lie to literally, somebody. I y'all know y'all know better. Of, y'all, literally, two seconds before, we saw y'all literally improvise a Christmas carol. Right. And, now, Raven, and now you see, and now, and now you see Victor and Tanya, who I assume you've known since you were 10 years old, go, uh, hello, Raven's parents, <laughs> Victor Baxter and Tanya Baxter. It's me. Eddie Thomas, your <laughs> your your daughter's friend. Raven doesn't hesitate to strip a Santa mannequin nude, right. but she can't deliver a line in front of her parents. It's the consistency that we need so in the show. They end up kind of, they get out of line and they realize that um, Santa's going like, on break. Yeah, Santa's going on break, so they have to figure what, out a way. Yeah, to get the picture. To get the picture. And they're standing near a Santa mannequin. And the, the true Raven Baxter I know does not think for even a second. And she's nope. like, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And then she goes. She she's becomes in the Santa, Santa Ray. <laughs> Santa Ray. That's so Santa Ray. <laughs> that's so Santa Ray. <laughs> Santa Ray. <laughs> so that's what we're going to refer to her. So as Santa Ray, she <laughs> decides that she's going to just literally walk up grab the picture and leave yeah but since santa has been gone for a while everyone thinks that is the santa that's going to be taking a picture because Corey is like i'm ready to get my picture taken and get out of here and so are the parents and victor manhandles santa ray <laughs> like and like even like i hate these type of people who like make fun of the mall people like yeah. this was a victor at his lowest moment <laughs> he knew who he knew like i like I will defend Victor to the day of day, but I can't defend this moment because he is not a good, like, he's that person on the customer service, like, hey, what's the big idea? Why can't you move this line along? Excuse me. Oh, my God. I, whenever my parents do that, I shrivel with embarrassment. Oh, I hate that. That's happened to me where I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, please stop, please stop, please stop. <laughs> and, like, Victor doesn't even call Santa Ray Santa. He goes, Yo, Kringle, what's going on? Like, mocking. So if this wasn't Raven in the suit, he is now mocking someone's job. And it's like, what's the freaking big idea we've been waiting in a long line? Victor, come on. Not aside, only someone's dude. job, but probably a minimum wage worker. Right. <laughs> Just Victor, not need Victor, this. Victor, you work, this. In this, you work in the service industry. Right. You know, you know how things should be handled. Victor. 
Victor. And, you and know what? Has... Pack your bags and move to London, Victor, if you're going to act this <laughs> you way. You know what, Victor? We're not sad to see you go in season six. If this is how you're going to act in the, in the holiday yeah. episodes. I'm excited for last... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Raven proudly say. and rightfully sh- so says, keep your claws off the paw. No, <laughs> keep your paws off the claws, man. Yep. So Which you is- can think of that in two seconds, but you can't naturally tell your <laughs> parents that your friends are walking up. Right. I but am she's baffled. Got a line. She's got a line for the comebacks. <laughs> That's what we need. That's I'm what we baffled. need for this. Um, so she got the picture. She's got everything. And she backs up. She's like, I got it. She did it. A scheme finally worked. And then she bumps into Mr. Petricelli as Santa Claus. Or so we think. Well, yeah, she bumps into Santa and starts talking about how, like, oh, she messed up because, like, she skipped caroling, which she loves. And she's skipping all of her favorite Christmas traditions just to cover up this lie. And she just wishes she hadn't opened up her present because she had a vision. And what it, Santa's like, being psychic is really tough. Yeah. <laughs> Raven's like, Raven's Raven's like how like, did you know I was psychic? Huh? And then she looks. I would have been like, well, you and your friends talk really loud. Right. <laughs> and you just told me you had a vision. <laughs> this is really what and the you like, is. And you like space out when you, like in the middle of the day. And then you can, I can hear, clearly hear you in my first period goes, guys, I just had a vision. Right. But like, what Raven's actually not happens, about, like, keeping it. Um, he points all the way across the food court. I guess it's the food court because Mr. Petricelli is holding a hot dog. But you can hear the neck cracks from all the way across the mall. And we realize that this is actually, it's real Santa. It's magic Santa. I mean, magic does exist in, (laughs) magic does exist in this world. (laughs) Exactly. Some call it magic and I'm calling this episode magic. So in the most Polar Express ass bullshit, (laughs) this Santa gives raven a box and he's like i'm gonna give you a gift changing the past and it cuts back to this first moment of raven where she first decided to pretend she was sick so she could check the box and it cuts back to when her parents opened the door and said are you sure you don't want to go and she puts the box down and is like you know what i'm feeling so much better right and, and then it is in the audience claps yeah and now, like, the lore is, like, Raven has now been sent back in time. She has a full memory of, like, a full two days <laughs> worth of, of the future. I know. And so now she will have to live with this, like, I've been sent back. I'm actually two weeks older than I actually am. Raven Baxter day. fully in her It's a Wonderful Life era for Literally. the rest of the show. <laughs> Confirmed. Yeah. Um, um, so then, then we wrap up with a little, well, if you've seen the 2019 cats it's judy dench at the end where she looks right at you <laughs> they break they demolish the fourth wall and <laughs> with a it, bulldozer it's, it bulldozed it down one it's raven playing the piano singing silent night and everybody else is in the same it's, outfit it's sin- but raven is in a white turtleneck now but they are standing listening to her so awkwardly I know. Like the way Corey has his hands cussed and just kind of like lying on the piano. <laughs> it's the Christmas so, card like, pose. Like it's literally like the director was like, if you, Kyle, Kyle Massey, if you freaking move, you're done. You're yeah. done. It's every like, I remember a bunch of picture days when you're like ages six to 10 and they have you fold your hands like that and rest your chin and tilt your head a little bit. Did you yeah. never have to do this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like when they like, like, hey, just put your arms like across each other and just kind of like. Lean back Lean on the prop the tree. tree. <laughs> yeah, the tree. Yeah. Um, and then they so she sings Silent Night. Yeah. And beautifully. The the, the, be- oh. Raven Christmas album when? When she Queen didn't appear on Cheetah Girls Christmas, and he didn't because she was prepping for her own. A Raven cover um, of All I Want for Christmas Is You. I think the censors at the Mouse House put their ears away because. The one and only time a Disney Channel character utters the word virgin <gasps> on air. I guess they thought it's okay because everybody grows up singing Silent Night and nobody knows what it, it, it what it means until. But Raven you know. puts a little flavor. Raven puts a little flavor in, into the word virgin because <laughs> she was like, "If I'm going to say this on Disney Channel, right. I'm going to make it count." Oh, Raven um, is good. riffing. Oh, she's riffing. She's ready. She's ready for a record. She, you know, she just signed with Hollywood Records that morning. (laughs) 
She was She's ready like, to put her first album out. And I'm going to show you why. I'm going to show you why I am worth all of this. Some call it magic, but I just call it the Christmas story, baby. And then one of the most frightening things about this episode is... So frightening! <laughs> they look right into your soul, the Baxter clan. And this is like your fight. The way they say it <laughs> is like they're about to like push you into the pit of darkness. Photos taken go, right before death. Literally, it's like Raven goes... Happy holidays from my family to yours. It Cut is like Baxter. they are who is holding the Baxter's hostage? The, behind like the literally, it's like someone has Raven's real life mother captured and someone's <laughs> holding cue cards saying, Happy holidays from uh, my family to yours. <laughs> like Annalise and it's Orlando so Brown. Eerie. And there's like low lighting in the Baxter house, you know, it's just like the Christmas lights. It's very so, like, dark. If this, so Obviously, this is kind of, are we in the that sort of Raven reality? Because what do you think happened right after this? Right. Like, Raven has a vision <laughs> about New Year's. Happens again. I don't know. It's just so eerie. And then that's where it ends. <laughs> it was really weird. No other show I don't think has ever done that. Right. And I think there's a reason why. <laughs> it was so bizarre. It was very bizarre. Save the direct to the camera Christmas wishes for the bumpers, please. I don't like this. <laughs> right. Say this for the express yourself. <laughs> like um, somehow the express yourselves about 9-11 were less eerie than this one moment. Yeah. Um, but thank you for the vocals, Raven. <laughs> of course. The, vocal, the vocals thank you were always. vocaling. Thank you always, Raven, for everything you do. The vocals were vocaling. Um, so that was the That's Raven Christmas um, episode. I yeah. think a great way to start off our month of Mary. Um, I, again, I think it was very holiday filled. I know when we did some Halloween episodes a couple months ago, it didn't feel Halloween is like Halloween. Like an afterthought. Yeah, it was a background. Episode. I felt like this was very, like Christmas, like I know some holiday episodes, they said if you, if you could take, if you take the holiday stuff out of it, it can still be the same. Yeah. This was very much this episode. If you took Christmas out of it, it wouldn't work. Because the whole point was Raven opened her Christmas gift early. And yeah. To, so I thought it was great. Um, not my favorite. That's Raven season one episode. Didn't give me all of the laugh out louds. It's, that a, they it's still do. a very solid season one up. And it's got the amazing Chelsea Raven Eddie camaraderie that we crave. And who yeah. can say no to an iconic theme song moment? Right, two, two <laughs> are featured. Um, so, are we going to do what we did last year and kind of rate it on how much Mary it gave us? I'd give this a four point five out of five jollies. Nothing makes me jollier than a that's a Raven season one episode. To be yeah, quite honest, um, I'm gonna give it mm, a four, solid four, right in the middle. I yeah, I I maybe should knock off a point for the <laughs> the end. <laughs> No, because they'll come after you. <laughs> and right before they hit you around the head. I open, I open the door and I just hear, Merry Christmas from our family mm. to yours. And then I black out and I wake up in my own grave. What happened? <laughs> um, but what is the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? The Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is keep your snooping eyes away from your presence. You'll learn when you learn. Simple as Ooh. that. <laughs> I would say my Disney Channel lesson is if you're going to bring your Christmas present to school, that's totally fine. Like, at this point, you're going to do what you're going to do. But don't let your other friends break it. That's when you're, 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 you're giving it to God if you're letting your other friends use it. <laughs> um, that's, that's at least for me. Um, I just realized why this episode was called Escape Clause. Because they're dumb. escaping from Santa. Yes, I'm so dumb. Uh, well, in that in that um, theme, Becca, if people want to see how they how you escape claws. Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo It's Becca H E Y O. Becca's Records on TikTok. Becca Stogner on YouTube, and check out my other podcasts, Youth Group Survivor Support Group, or our socials at YGSSG Podcast. 
And if you want to follow me on any of social media, you can follow me at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram, H Cameron Martin on Twitter. And if you want to keep up to date up about everything about this podcast, you can find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Just type in the Time Machine Podcast. You'll find us there. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, leave us a five-star rating on Spotify if you are ever so kind. Um, DM us on all the social medias. Uh, comment on our stuff. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you don't want to hear. Um, it's been so. It's always so fun talking to you guys because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it. All right, y'all. Next week, the month of Mary continues. Um, and it's going to be a little bit different than what like we usually focus on one thing. Um, but I think we're we're doing like a, little, uh, a grand scheme. Yeah. Uh, something that's been a very holiday tradition that got the Disney stars out to play. And it's something fun that we always love to talk about. The last time we talked about this particular thing, I laughed my head off and had an amazing time. So, so yeah, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. Um, so get your fast passes ready to join us for the next Month of Mary episode. But until then, we will snow you later, time travelers. I'm always... Buckle your seatbelts to your sleigh? All right. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs>